One, two. Okay, there we go. Uh, it's been a challenge today. <laughs> Once again, I want to welcome you to the Science of the Covenant podcast. I am Boyce Washington, and on the other side of me is the Pastor Richard Washington, and we are the Science of the Covenant. Yes, we have been gone for uh, about a month, and we're happy. I'm happy to be back, happy to learn some new things. If you really enjoyed the last uh, series that the pastor gave, you're going to really enjoy this one. Uh, this one is really interesting with a lot of the things that's going on with us today. The simple solutions. So if you have any questions or comments while this podcast is on, uh, please feel free to email us at scienceofthecovenant at gmail.com or you can drop us a message in the chat and we will get to your questions and your comments. So with that, I will turn it over to the pastor. All right. Thank you very much. Well, we're glad to be back with you again, uh, and, and as we start, as we a, new start series, a new series, and while we are waiting, waiting to come waiting back, to come back uh, uh, I had a I had death in my family, my, family, my, brother, my brother passed, passed away, away and, and we covered we your covered prayers, your prayers so you may, so pray, you may for pray for me and, me and, family, and family, that as we, that as we go through a time of bereavement, that, that, that the comfort of his Holy Spirit may continue to guide in our lives to help us through this, through this particular, particular period of time, of time. We, trust we trust that as, that as we continue to go continue from day to day, to day that we may be able to be sustained, sustained by, his by his grace and by his, and by his mercy. So as, so as we pointed out, we've gone into another, another series that I think is an important series, series that we need to look at in the light, of the, light of, the of the time in which we are living. And so we want to be able to uh, just kind of kick it off uh, this Shabbat, and for the, some of the following Shabbats, we'll be elaborating on what we call the simple solution. And as we deal with the simple solution, we'll be dealing with a lot of complex issues, but they have a simple answer, and that's what we want to get to. So with that being said, we want to go into our discourse and give some preferential remarks and also an introduction 
into the simple solution. So with that being said, let us have a word of prayer. Our loving Father, we thank you that we are able to convene again. And we ask that with the technology that we are using, that the power of the Holy Spirit may put the anointing upon this program and the technology and the technologists, that it may be able to smooth, smoothly go through and to accomplish your purpose. Bless him who is to speak, that he may be able to articulate very clearly the things that you would have him to say. That as we consider this subject, the simple solution that the power of the Holy Spirit may drive home the truth to us of what it is all about in the last days as we prepare for the second coming of Yeshua, our Messiah. For his first coming, he came, he lived, he died, and he was resurrected and went back to glory. And he's looking forward to coming back again. And may we have the necessary pre preparation that when he does come, we can go with him. And when we return back to this earth, we'll have a new heaven and a new earth and a life that will be able to measure with the life of Elohim himself. We pray this prayer in the name of Yeshua, the Messiah. And for his dear sake, we do pray. Amen and amen. Okay, so as we pointed out, we're going to be talking about the simple solution. Now, one of the basic things we will be dealing with in the simple solution is coming back to the covenant of Elohim. Now, you remember that the covenant was broken by Adam, but we have to come back to that same covenant. It's, it's not a different covenant. Uh, Elohim's covenant is based upon the fact if we obey, we would live, but if we disobey, we would die. And death has been introduced into this world. And now that we're getting ready to get out of this world, our exit out of here, if we are to live forever, is to be able to come back to his covenant. From Adam all the way down to the 12 nations of Israel, the Bible teaches about keeping of his covenant. Now, when the Messiah was upon the earth, he and his disciples dealt with the keeping of the covenant. In the end of time of this earth history, it would be about coming back to his covenant. Now, we want to look at a preface of what we are dealing with, just a preface. These writings or discourses is, is not to displace or replace writings of this nature, which are already in the eyes of those who are using them. It matters not how one <clears throat> may use these various uh, discourses to cope with the coming crisis, but what is of concern is how we get in touch with the author of the scriptural inspiration. For so often we read and we quote the Holy Scriptures with accuracy and distinction. And as we do this, many feel that that's enough to get through the time of a crisis. Now, we are really preparing ourselves to do battle with the enemy of our souls. So when we learn to quote scriptures and to read them, it is not just for the entertainment of it, 
but we are preparing ourselves to do battle with the enemy of souls. However, <clears throat> we must understand that amidst the anticipated troublous times, there will not only be the troubles we face, but also the temptations to doubt the very promises we read and quote from the Holy Writ. So let us not think that as we approach the end time, that just reading and quoting scriptures is the only thing that we need to do. Moreover, to a large extent, it will be the temptations which will assail us to, to a tremendous degree. Now, our adversary is not merely trying to take our lives and to maltreat us merely for the sport of it, but he is using persecution, hunger, and ill treatment to get us to yield to his demands for his self-glorification. There would be no doubt myriads of individuals and families who will escape the thraldom of the adversary's onslaughts, yet not be anchored in Yeshua, nor have a connection to what is truth. Many who are preparing for that which is to come do so for a carnal reason, not for the cause of the Messiah. To try and save our lives from physical dangers only while neglecting our allegiance to our Creator and Savior would be a terrible travesty. It would be better to lose our lives in the battle over good and evil for the sake of the Savior than to save our lives in the war of truth and error merely to preserve our carnal existence. We must incorporate Yeshua in all of our undertakings. It is not purely about ourselves that we sacrifice our lives, but it's about him. If Yeshua is not the central focus of our being, all is in vain. Why strive for a continuing existence in this present world only to die the eternal death? Isn't it far better regarding <coughs> reward, isn't far more rewarding to die for the covenant of Yah that he gave to Adam and his posterity and to gain an eternal existence? In the trouble that lies ahead of Yah's people is one who will try our souls to the utmost to cause us to yield to his ways. It will not be an easy pathway for those who have decided beforehand to follow the lamb wheresoever he goeth. For sure, it would be a cross we'll have to carry unlike any that we have borne before. What this discourse is about is the preparation for our souls in troublous times which are yet before us. Now, let us, let us, uh, as the listeners and readers of the word, beware that all of the necessary physical preparation for such times of difficulties 
will avail very little without the spiritual readiness needed to accompany it. So when we look at all of the physical preparation and things that people are doing to get ready for the time of trouble that is yet coming upon us, we are, we are not hearing the spiritual preparation that we need in conjunction with the physical preparation. So when we deal with the simple solutions by way of introduction in this discourse titled The Simple Solution, we are depicting how to best deal with the plight in which Yeshua's people find themselves in today's world. We realize today as never before that something beyond our imagination is about to take place upon earth far greater than anything we have witnessed since this earth was in existence. What is it, what is about to take place is that the forces of evil will be unleashed in such a way that statesmen, kings, emperors, and prime ministers of nations will be baffled as they see events unfolding for the worst. And those who look to their government for protection and the prevention of social unrest to be managed by them will not only be disappointed by their lack of ability to control the upheavals of our society, but they will discover that their government, of which they have put so much confidence and trust, do not have a solution to the dilemmas we are yet to face, even now as I talk. There are those among us who are preparing for the uncertain crisis just ahead of us. There are those who are securing weapons to protect themselves from danger, stocking up on food in case of a shortage. Underground shelters are being constructed in case of an atomic warfare. Yet with all of this preparation, there won't be any safety or any safety haven which will secure the masses. However, not all is doom and gloom. As we face an uncertain future, while it is to some degree reasonable to prepare for the anticipated crisis to come, yet we cannot over-prepare in the sense that we have the wisdom to prepare for every conceivable thing we'll be faced with while we'll face some awful times as those in times past, we are still to look to him who alone knows our future and can see us through the crisis ahead. Now, while this discourse is to aid in giving us some simple solutions to the ordeals just ahead, yet it isn't designed or given for the purpose of trying to give an answer to every particular incident we face. 
So as we look at the time of the end, there are many things that we would not be abreast of. And so as we apply the principles that we'll be uh, dealing with, it would help us with our, to conquer and to deal with the challenges that are yet in the future of Yah's people. And as we face them, it would help us to go through this great time of trouble. Even if we could know of a certainty of what would happen, still, we would still be up against the odds. There would be attempts to tackle every situation we can conceive of, but we won't have the necessary strength to be go up against many of these temptations if we don't have the spiritual resources to be able to deal with them. So in our preparation, we have to lay the foundation of a spiritual foundation in which we can stand. And actually, as we do that, then when it comes, we will have prepared ourselves. So when we look at all of the things that are yet to take place, they are going to take place with such rapidity and speed that if we don't prepare now, it will take us unaware. So now when we uh, consider the fact that while we, we, we look at the ordeals just ahead, yet it isn't designed that we answer all the questions, but to build a spiritual foundation. Now, looking at all of, all of these things that are yet to come, uh, we know that the enemy of souls is the one that will perpetrate all of these things. And, and one of the things that we must recognize is that we can conceive, we cannot conceive of the fact that no matter what preparation we do, we actually are trying in some ways to outthink the enemy of souls. But if we reasonably think the enemy of souls, his whole business since the world has started is to kill, steal, and destroy. He has been at his devilish craft upon this earth since his overthrow of our first parents in Eden. What we are attempting to do is to put forth a proposition for Elohim's people to establish a solid spiritual foundation for the time of trouble just upon us. There are a plethora of books written and technological devices and architectural structures which we are being, which we are developing to provide us with physical security and comfort. However, for our spiritual safety, there is little in the way of preparing our lives to be in relationship to our Heavenly Father and His Son. We might, in turbulent times, quote Psalms 90. 23 and 91 and other appropriate 
psalms to help us in the time of trouble, to give us hope and a spiritual security. To do so is all well and good. Even Yeshua, our Messiah, did quote scripture to Satan in overcoming him in the wilderness. However, we must also go behind the scene of Yeshua's temptation in the wilderness to see that it was not merely scriptural quotation that gave him the victory, but he was led, says the Bible, by the Spirit into the wilderness. We must have a solid spiritual foundation upon which to build, lest we come into the time of trouble and find ourselves standing upon the sand of carnality rather than the rock of spirituality. We, what we must understand is that the scriptural inspiration has to go deeper than just the verbal language of our lips rather than an exercise of the sentiments of our hearts. All too often, we express a deep concern for the things of Scripture in a crisis than we do when things are normal. And when the crisis is over, we find ourselves being relieved and forget all about the preparation that we have made and go back to our daily unconnected We go back to our unconnected uh, ways that we had previously before the crisis. But we must understand that now we must get connected with him. And once we get connected with him, we must understand. We must stay connected. Now, I want to read a couple of scriptures as we get ready to close out on there. A couple of scriptures. And the first scripture you want to read as we deal with the uh, simple solution, we'll turn to Deuteronomy. And in Deuteronomy, we want to look at chapter number four. Deuteronomy chapter number four. And this is uh, where we, we will be going. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verses 1 and 2. Okay. Now, here in these particular passages uh, that we're going to read is going to head us in the direction of where we are, we are headed. All right. Deuteronomy. Okay. Here in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verses 1 and 2 says, Now therefore hearken or hear, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgment, which I teach you for to do them, that ye may live and go in and possess the land which Yah Elohim of your fathers giveth you. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of Yah your Elohim, which I command you. So Elohim is saying he has statutes, judgments, and commands that he's given to his people in Deuteronomy. And what he gave them back then is what he's expecting of us now. Now, the other text that we want to use is found in the book of Revelation, and we want to read verses 11 through 15. 
Revelation chapter 22, 11 through 15. All right, now remember what we just read. He said, I give you my statutes, my judgments, and my commands, and you're not to add to it, nor are you to diminish from it. Now, notice what uh, Revelation 22 says at the end of the world and at the end of the book of Revelation. And so as we start with 22, we're going to start with verse 11 of the 22nd chapter of Revelation. He said, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still, and he which is filthy, let him be filthy still, and he that is righteous, let him be righteous still, and he that is holy, let him be holy still. And he goes on to say, the bright and the morning star, and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to every man according as his works shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Bless are uh, they that do his commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Yeshua, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and the morning star. And the spirit and the bride say come and let him that hear it say come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will let him take the water of life freely. Verse 18 says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of this prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, Elohim shall add unto his plagues that are written in this book. And verse 19 says, And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, Elohim shall take away his part out of the book of life, and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. So what we are seeing here is that Elohim's same covenant in the Old Testament is the same covenant in the New Testament. And he said no one is to add or to take away from it. So what is his covenant? His covenant is found in the Torah. What is the Torah? The Torah is the first five books of the Bible and we find that when we get to the book of Revelation, that the book of the Torah is included in the book of Revelation, because you'll find a lot of things that was written in the Torah. The first five books is also written here in the book of Revelation. And the reason why he said don't change it is because when he gave it, the Torah to Moses in Mount Sinai, they were not to change any words nor to add to it. And he's saying this same Torah is going to be taught in the book of Revelation for the last days for Elohim's people to come back to it. So this is where we are headed. We are at it for the last days, and the time of trouble is just close by. It won't be long now, and then when it comes, we want to be sure that we have a good spiritual foundation. So let us pray. Father in heaven, holy be thy name and your son's name. It is with deep gratitude that we look to you who gave 
to us your greatest gift in your son, Yeshua the Messiah. I pray that all of your children whom you have called will fortify themselves with the truth of these discourses so that they can build upon a sure foundation of which they can stand amidst the future turmoil we are yet to see. May all of us who are your people be able to stand for you in this present world, even if we have to give our life. And if we live during the troublous times of the final stages of this earth history, let us do so by positioning ourselves with your spirit to stand for the right. This petition we offer in Yeshua's holy name, amen and amen. Amen, amen. Um, uh, oh, so, so I know you, you have mentioned, mentioned uh, in the last, last days, days people are building, building these bunkers, bunkers and everything. And, and what's, what's interesting, interesting is they said on Facebook is building build a huge bunker in real life. <laughs> but... but Having, having those, those big, big bunkers, bunkers and doomsday bunkers, bunkers or whatever, whatever the case, case may be, is that, that, that's, that's not, not going to help anything in the last days, days is it? Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's good a good question. question. Uh, uh, see, see, here, here, here's, here's the thing, thing that people don't understand. Here's the thing that people don't understand. Now, you now, know, you know Adam, Adam, when Adam, Adam was created, his mind was akin to his creator's mind. He had a powerful mind. But Eve also had a powerful mind. But they were deceived. But they were deceived. Okay now, okay do, now. Do do, do we really do we think really by building think these bunkers, these bunkers and stuff and underground, stuff underground, and having all these having all these shelters? Do we think we're gonna we out, we gonna out, outsmart, Satan? outsmart Satan? Mm, he's mm. he's his devilish his craft, devilish craft, craft as, I pointed, as out, I pointed out, has been going, has on, been going on for thousands of thousands of years. of years. He know what you're, he trying, know to what you're trying to build. And even if and even you if you say that you say that you're trying to do right, he knows exactly what he needs to do in order to take your plans that you think is so right and turn those plans around. Now, for those who may be uh, on his side, he may allow them to get away with it. But for those of us who is contrary to him, we can build all of that stuff and he'll throw something in that we didn't even anticipate. So this is why I'm saying that we need to build a spiritual foundation because Elohim will fight for us. He will come in and show us what to do. If he wants us to build a shelter, that's what we'll do. But what I'm looking at is they're not going to outsmart the devil. He knows their plans even before they, they, they start doing it. So let us not think they're going to outsmart him, but let us get to the person who will outsmart him, which is our Savior. And if we can get that spiritual foundation, then we can be able to be overcomers. So... Uh, do do you think the doomsday bunkers uh, these people are uh, building those to protect themselves from uh, Satan, or is it because of what's going to happen in the last days with the plagues and everything else that they're going to try to see if they can immune themselves and separate themselves from the plagues? Yeah, I think that's a part of it too. Now, you, but what but, but we what we must understand is is that we all are scuffling around for physical security. We all want that. Mm -hmm. Okay, we all want to protect our families and have food, and we're going to 
you know, get these bunkers in order to secure ourselves. But the point being is you get you're dealing with two crises here. Uh, number one is, do you think that everything that you build is really going to overcome that enemy? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, that's number one. And two, even if you did that, how how, how long will you survive that way? Mm. Are, are you really going to survive forever that way? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, those bunkers you're building could be your coffin. Mm. So, 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 so what I'm trying to say, as I look at building the bunkers, I'm not saying don't build them. I'm not saying don't stock up on food. I'm not saying don't get your rifle in in, in your gun. But what I am saying is Elohim told Peter, he said, put up your sword. In other words, you got, we have to build a, a solid spiritual foundation like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that when the time of trouble come, we are so in touch with the spirit of Elohim that he's going to say, go this way or that way, do this or to do that. So to build all of that stuff and not to have a spiritual foundation, it's going to be of no avail. Mm. We have to build that spiritual foundation mm-hmm. and then it can accompany the physical things that we are trying to do. But I hear so much on the physical side that we need to concentrate on the spiritual side. So when it happens, we are not totally dependent upon the works of man, but the works of Elohim. But, you know, uh, in the last days, though, wouldn't some people be protected? Like, you know, wouldn't Yah still look out for his people, you know, when it comes to food and everything else? Because, you know, like when we had the pandemic a few years ago, people were stocking up on food and canned goods and everything. But the thing is, if you had to run and flee, that stuff is going to wear you down. You can't take all that stuff with you. Well, you that's know? that's why you 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 wouldn't you wouldn't want to overstock. No, you want to be way way down because the only thing you can carry, which is what you what you're able to carry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that is a consideration, you know, uh, to be able to look at that because when you're in a, a crisis, you want to travel as lightly as you can. Uh-huh. Now I want to ask a question too when it when it comes to what what you read in uh Revelation the 22nd chapter mm-hmm. um regarding adding and taking away. Mm-hmm. So when when these different organizations have added Christmas and Easter and when certain people call themselves Hebrews but they are not is that also considered adding and taking away to the scriptures? Oh, that definitely is. Uh what what we what we what I hope one of the things that we discover as we go through this series of the simple solution is that we're going to have to cut, cut loose everything that is not like the scriptures. Mm. And when we cut away everything that is not in the scripture, we're going to find that our worship is going to take on a more of a simplistic uh, nature mm-hmm. than the complex things that we are doing now because of the fact that almost everything that churches and especially religions, you know, mm-hmm. They don't incorporate the Bible in the sense of only following the Torah Mm -hmm. or the scriptures. They got their own interpretations along with that. This is why I said you add or you diminish from the word, Mm -hmm. then that's going to be a part of your plague to do that. But, But what we got to get to the point is, just like people talk about religion, uh, Every religion is a man-made religion, and that religion don't follow the scriptures. 
you may follow a, a, a teachings of a religion, but if those teachings does not align themselves with the scriptures, you're adding. And then if you're in a religion and they say they don't want the Bible, you are taken away. Wow. So, 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 so what we got to get to the point is you got to get rid of religion because mm -hmm. religion is, 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 is not what we need. What do we need? We need spirituality. And when we get in touch with spirituality, we get in touch with the power of Elohim, which is his Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit is going to lead us, not religion. Religion is what got us in this trouble now, because they have been, every, you name any religion, every religion is man-made, everyone. Uh -huh. Elohim never gave us a religion. He gave us a covenant. We're trying to bring the people that could have covenant, not a religion. His church today has to follow his covenant, not a religion. So when we do that, it's going to take Christmas, Easter, Halloween, and all of that stuff. It's going to be stripped out of his covenant. So the bare covenant is what we will be looking at, and that is what we'll be following. And when we can gather his people from the four corners of the earth who are keeping his covenant, Elohim himself is going to fight for us. You remember when Yeshua was on earth? Uh -huh. He told, he said, he told to Pilate, he said, if my kingdom was of this world, I would fight. Uh -huh. The reason why he couldn't fight, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. He said, if it were, I would fight. Uh -huh. The only time he's going to fight for us is when we start fighting for his kingdom. And the way we do that is by putting his covenant out there. And when ancient Israel put his covenant out there first, he fought for them and they won. So this is what we have to do. Strip all of the false days strip all of the things that are against the, the 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 torah strip all of the things that we have brought within his uh covenant that are not supposed to be there when we take all that out and just come back to straight to his covenant then elohim he has promised to fight for us so if we were to return uh to keeping a covenant like we start our ancestors started out to mm -hmm. Yahweh begins to start fighting for us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and to, a, and to a large degree, well, I wouldn't say a large degree, but to a small degree, those of us who are trying to follow his covenant now, he, he's, he's still fighting for us, well, on, but it's just on a smaller scale. Okay. And so uh, in this series, uh, you're basically going to be dealing with uh, the solution of how we can endure in these last days. Yeah. See, see, the thing is, uh, in the last days, we, since we the time is winding up now, uh, what, 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 what we're looking at is that we're going to look at why are we in the condition that we're in uh -huh. and what is the solution to it. Now, here's the thing. Every difficulty and every sinful thing that we are up against, he's already prophesied why, why that is. So if he's prophesied where it is, then he can also tell us how we can get out of it. And that is a simple solution. Okay. You know, it's, it's a, just like people, people say, well, uh, what we need is to be more educated. How much more education can we get with all of the, uh, the, the, the A&M colleges and the, and the historical black colleges? We got education. Uh-huh. Then some people say, well, we need, uh, we get money. Uh, we need to have banks. Well, we do have black banks. So why are we still in the plight that we're in? And, and we, we're going to look to the scriptures for the, 
simple solution to all of these questions that are being raised as to why we cannot get out of the plight that we are in. Okay. So we encourage you to tune in next week as the pastor would go to part two of the simple solutions. He was laying the groundwork today and he's going to get into it deeper next week. So make sure you come back next week at 3 p.m. And with that, we will go into our next segment. Up next is let's talk about that. So um, I want to talk about today the Hebrew awakening. A lot of uh, people are awakening to understand, and especially a lot of African-Americans or the Negro people, the black people, uh, Afro-Caribbeans, Afro-Brazilians, Afro-Mexicans, a lot of Afro-Latinos, and even Africans in African countries are starting to wake up to understand that their heritage ties back to the Hebrew nation, which ties back to Israel, which ties back to Jacob, which ties back to Isaac, which ties back to Abraham. And so I've been noticing in television and in movies a lot of hints, and I'm going to discuss a few. But before that, I want to go to, uh, if you could turn with your Bibles with me, to Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, and I want to read, read with me verses 1 through 11. That's Deuteronomy 30, verses 1 through 11. And it reads, and it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon thee, the blessings, the blessing and the curse, which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations, whither Yahuwah thy Elohim hath driven thee. And shalt return unto Yahuwah thy Elohim, and shalt obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day. Thou and thy children, with all thine heart and with all thy soul, that then Yahuwah thy Elohim would turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee and will return and gather thee from all the nations whither Yahuwah thy Elohim hath scattered thee. If any of thine be driven out unto the outmost parts of heaven, from thence will Yahuwah thy Elohim gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee. And Yahuwah thy Elohim will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possess, and thou shalt possess it, and he will do thee good, and multiply thee above thy fathers. And Yahuwah thy Elohim will circumcise thine heart, in the heart of this thy seed, to love Yahuwah thy Elohim with all thine heart and with all thy soul, that thou mayest live. And Yahuwah thy Elohim will put all these curses upon thine enemies, and on them that hate thee, which persecuted thee. And thou shalt return and obey the voice of Yahuwah, and do all his commandments which I command thee this day. And Yahuwah thy Elohim will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy land for good. For Yahuwah will again rejoice over thee for good, and rejoice over thy fathers. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of thy Yahuwah thy Elohim, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law, and if thou turn unto Yahuwah thy Elohim, 
with all thine heart and with all thy soul. For this I command for this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, nor is it far off. Um one of the things just a year or two ago, uh I don't know if many of you are familiar with the cartoon South Park. South Park had an episode where one of the characters in the cartoon, a Caucasian character, reproached a black character and told him how does he feel about being that he's the true Jew and the black character just looked at him and was like what are you talking about but I found it interesting that they put this into a show fast another show which aired in 2020 a show called Tacoma FD it was a black character in there who did a DNA test. His DNA test stated that he was from the line of Israel. I just seen a movie the other day called The Book of Clarence. And it kind of loosely dealt with Yahusha back in biblical times. And they had Yahusha as black. The disciples were black. Jerusalem was black. So we're seeing all these hints of saying who are the true people. So, Pastor, I want to ask you, could Yahuwah be using these different media outlets to awaken Yasharel? Yeah, well, uh, when, when, when people speak truth, uh, it can be looked upon as if he is using them, but remember when truth is put out, uh -huh. even you, even if it's spoken out of a donkey's mouth, uh, it's he's endorsed it. Uh -huh. You know, he he may not be behind the film industry, but he can lead individuals uh, to be able to put that out. It's like some 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 of the uh, when you look at Rod Serling. Uh -huh. Some of the things that he put out, I mean, to me, it's obvious that he read the Bible because even though the characters may be modern, but the theme behind many of his his shows shows that he read he read the Bible to get that particular uh, sitcom or, or or that particular show. Uh -huh. So yeah, it, he can use them to do that because a lot of things that. Uh, television and the internet and YouTube and all of this, uh, these pictures are nothing but parables articulating what the Bible has said. Mm. Many of the uh, pictures that we see, uh, a lot of the themes come from the Bible. So when people say that uh, Hollywood uh, is producing uh, a, a pictures and a lot of them of the devil, but interspersed within there, there are a lot of things that come from the Bible. Because one of the things that we notice is, is that uh, when you look at the Bible, almost any type of uh, promiscuities or, or idolatry or adultery uh -huh. or fornication, you can find that right in the Bible too. Uh. So when you get in, 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 into a, some of these cartoons and some of these pictures, science fiction, 
you'll find that even though the names have been changed, that they are still articulating the principles of the Bible. So when we deal with the Bible, uh, the the principles are not locked into the Bible. They are they are all over society. Mm. They are in the entertainment media. Mm-hmm. They are in the music media. They everywhere. So wherever they come from, and wherever truth comes out, that's Elohim endorsing his truth, no matter how it comes out. Mm-hmm. So um, the other question I have too is that. In the scripture we just read, we know that um, Yahuwah is going to gather Israel from the four corners, which to me, meaning that more people are going to understand who they are and decide to keep his Torah, his statutes and his judgments. And um, I just wonder Will everyone in Yasharel turn and end up keeping his Torah? Or will some say, no, they still don't believe it? Yeah, well, uh, it's hard to say that with everybody, you know, mm-hmm. because even in Norris Day, everybody didn't do it. And Sodom and Gomorrah, everybody didn't do it. And Yeshua said before he left that this world is going to be like, it was in the days of Noah and also in the days of Lot. Uh-huh. So we already know that he said, many are called, but few are chosen. Uh-huh. So I, I don't think of any generation that I would know of that everybody accepted, you know, the covenant promise. Uh-huh. I think a great deal will, but I, I, don't, I don't think everybody. Okay. Because if everybody were to uh, accept it, I don't, uh, you know, of Israel, I don't think I don't I don't think too many people be lost. Okay. Yeah, but I think some some would accept it, and others they're gonna reject it like they've been doing. Okay. Uh, you have any questions? Please feel free to email us at scienceofthecovenant at gmail dot com or put a message in the chat, and we would get to your question or comment. And we have a question that was emailed in. Uh, and it reads: It seems like two thousand twenty three flew by. Can time speed up or is it just my imagination? That's a good question because this seems like time has been flying. Yeah, uh, it's interesting that you asked the question. Uh, I can't put my finger on it now, but if I can think about during the week, I'll give you the text and the scripture. But mm-hmm. when you read in the Sefer Bible, I think it's in the book of Baruch, he talks about how time is moving so fast. And it, I mean, you look around, you know, the hours become days and days become <laughs> weeks and weeks become months and months become years. It It is moving. Uh, something phenomenal about that. And if, like I said, if I can find a scripture, I'll see if I can make a note of it and share it with you when I find it. But it does talk about how fast time is moving. Yes. No, I don't think, I don't think by any means that uh, <laughs> you have been, uh, beside yourself, because that's what uh, the Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. And you said that was in Baruch. I think it's got to be. I, th- I don't. I don't think it's in Jubilee or Jubilees. I think it's in Baruch. I think it's in, in the book of Baruch. 
He talks about that time moving so fast. See, I, I, I don't have my Sifa Bible. I use it. Uh, the Bible that I, I use to teach out is they call it uh, the names of the names of God Bible. Uh -huh. But uh, my Sefer, uh, I, I have to look it up in my Sefer Bible. I think it's a book of Baruch. Yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to think, was his first book of Baruch or it's the second? Uh, uh, but I know, but I know he speaks about that. Is it a 36, nine? It says, what did, what did it say? But now your time has sped up and your hour is come. Uh, that's dealing with some judgment, but it seems like it's it's more centered on, you know, not so much the judgment, but how time would move so rapidly. What, which one is that first or second Baruch? Uh, second Baruch. Okay, and you got what chapter? Uh, thirty-six nine, but they have quite a few verses that deal with time in the second book of Baruch. Okay, I'll try to look it over methodically and uh, see. Uh, and you said that was chapter what? Uh, uh, the one I had read was thirty-six nine, but uh, 36, the nine. book, the whole second book, there's a lot of verses on uh, time. Okay, I'll try to go through that and see if I can find that particular passage. What the person is asking about? Yeah, because I mean, it does seem like time is flying like ridiculously mm -hmm. fast. It does, you know, <laughs> and everything. Well, Pastor, can you take us to the throne as we get ready to close out for this week? Okay, then. Eleven Father, again, we thank you for the return, O Heavenly Father, for thy people, O Heavenly Father, who is searching for truth. And most of all, though, those who are not just searching, but they want to apply it, that when you do come, they can meet you in peace. As I continue to bless upon each one of us, O Heavenly Father. Bless the sick and the shedding, those who have grieving. And most of all, those who are wandering around in the world, O Heavenly Father, without hope that they may find it. And as together, O Heavenly Father, with others who are proclaiming thy truth in the last days, that it might reach all four corners of the earth, O Heavenly Father, and that you would gather your people. And as you gather them, O Heavenly Father, we may follow your covenant. And when this world and the old age is moved out and the new age and the new world comes, that we can be a part of that eternal existence where we'll never know sin again. So bless us as we move into another week that the power of the Holy Spirit may guide and direct us and do for us that which is needed. And as we come again next Sabbath, by your grace and by your will and by your mercy, that we can continue to discuss the simple solutions that we can know what to do and how to do it as your spirit leads us. Pray this prayer in the name of Yeshua, the Messiah, and for his dear sake we do pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. Oh, we want to remind you, we are back, and we are back every Shabbat at 3 p.m., so we look for you to tune in. Also, if you have a chance before you leave, hit that like button so this ministry and message can go out to other people, because the more you hit the like, the more it's going to show up in the YouTube metrics that other people will see this video pop up and watch it and maybe be inspired. Also do not forget that we are also our backup channel is on, uh, odyssey.com, uh, science of the covenant. I will put it up. 
Uh, if anything ever happens where you find we're not on YouTube, just go over to odyssey.com at Science of the Covenant right there on your screen, and we will be live streaming from there. And the King stood in, that is our podcast for this week. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at scienceofthecovenant at gmail.com. And the King stood in his place and made a covenant before Yahuwah to walk after Yahuwah and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul to perform the words of the covenant, which are written in this book, 2 Chronicles 34, 31. Until next week, Mishpukah. Shalom.